Hi, welcome to Tube to Table, the podcast about helping tube-fed kids become happy and healthy eaters. Every week, we will dive into the basics of tube weaning to help unravel the conflicting information families get from doctors, therapists, friends, and family. I'm Jenny, a feeding therapist, mom, and food lover. And I'm Heidi. I'm also a feeding therapist, and I love sharing meals with friends and family and helping kids learn to eat. Come with us as we share practical tips and provide real-world expert advice so that parents can help their little ones start their journey from feeding tube to family table. Hi, and welcome to the Tube to Table podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about trying to wean during the quarantine and how this crazy COVID experience that we're all sharing may affect your decision to wean your child um, and how it may not. So we're going to go ahead and get started with that conversation. First of all, we'd like to say that we hope everybody's well and staying close at home and keeping themselves and everyone in their community safe. We know that it's a really uniquely challenging time for every family, but especially for families that have kids that have medical stuff going on and feeding tubes at a different level of, of complication to that. So we just hope that you're taking care of yourselves and your family and doing well. Um, Heidi, how are you doing? We are good. We're getting used to social distancing. I miss people. I'm missing mm-hmm. people. Um, but I'm enjoying all the extra connections. You know, I've even hearing from people that we worked with years ago, um, texting in and messaging to see how we're doing and sending us pictures. And um, I think some of those connecting uh, points wouldn't happen if we weren't doing this. So there is a silver lining sometimes. Yeah. People are making a big effort, which is so important. Yeah. So how are you guys? We're doing okay. Yeah. We're doing good. It's, you know, it's crazy. In fact, I'm going to apologize in advance for any interruptions or background noise. Cause like most of our listeners, I'm working from home and um, there are people here, especially (laughs) little people who don't love it. And we're trying to concentrate on something else. But, right, right. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked a little bit about how high stress times are not necessarily the best time to consider a wean before we had the long view of knowing how long this was going to last. So what we thought we would do is talk a little, and there are some opportunities that this crisis lends to kids with feeding tubes and the journey towards oral eating. And so what we thought we would start out by doing is talking a little bit about the pros and cons of considering a wean during this time. The pros are togetherness and consistency. Um, A lot of times, just from a scheduling standpoint, it can be really hard when a family is planning to wean to know who's going to be around and when and to have caregivers be consistent because of school and practices and doctor's appointments and, you know, all sorts of different things that go into the life of a family when we're allowed to leave our homes. (laughs) Um, And that um, can be really hard to just coordinate and manage. And so that's one thing that's an advantage is that there can be some real consistent support for the child and um, the support most importantly from the people that matter the most to them um, in terms of the emotional attachment. And then another um, another big pro is that during a wean, we try to discourage people from going places where illness can be picked up. Where kids can get sick because no kid that's sick nor adult that's sick eats the way that they're going, they're, eats their best while they're ill, right? And so we try to really avoid illness during the weaning process in most cases. And so uh, this is a really great opportunity since we're all doing just that to know that, you know, we've done our best to minimize the, while it's complete, you know, kids still will get sick, 
but that this is a great safe, a safer time compared to kind of every day out and about living. And that is an, a pro. Right. And I think um, having the time to spend cooking and trying things is a pro, mm-hmm. you know, too, perhaps depending on your, your personal situation. Um, I think the downside of that is in a wean, I feel like I go to the store every day. Yes. <laughs> and I do. Um, so the cooking and the supplies kind of go hand in hand and that's a, a balanced thing to, you yeah. know, to go back and forth between. Right. And w- which kind of leads us into like the downsides a little bit, which is that mm-hmm. it can. So one of them is you're not going to be varying your environment that much. And so that can add some stress. Um, the same, the same, the same can be really hard for things to feel like new skill, new, new activities are tend to be when new skills emerge, as we've talked about in the past. And so a lot of the same can be harder and easier in some ways. Um, another, the biggest downside that we want people to consider because you know yourselves and your family best is stress. And everybody's in a different place right now. And that's okay. And uh, most people are in a different place every day <laughs> or every hour, you know, yes, depending right. on what you've seen and heard on social media and the news that day. And, you know, just in our house, we're at different times. One minute I'm okay. And the next mm-hmm. minute it seems really hard. And knowing that everybody manages that differently and encounters that in different times, it's totally. hard to predict. It is really hard to predict. And so what we just want people to consider is that weaning is tough even though it's wonderful, it, it gets you to such a beautiful place. And there are several really beautiful kind of life-changing moments that can happen during a wean. It's really triggering for people because we, we're taking away, even if you don't want your child to fed anymore or they don't, you don't think they need it anymore, you're taking away a security blanket in a way. And it's just important to remind yourself that you've already taken away the routine of your life, which is a major security blanket to all of us. Um, And so if you have a new normal and you feel like you're in touch with your stress level and you're able to weigh the pros and cons and it feels like it's a good time for you, then we encourage you to then take the next steps and talk to your medical team. Um, That's the biggest one that we really want people Mm -hmm. to take a peek at. When we look at readiness, we actually did a episode, episode five, ready or not on what makes a child ready. So we would encourage you guys to go back and listen to that. And then we've talked a lot in several episodes about the parameters or the safety that you want to talk about with your physician. During this time, that conversation could not be more important that you talk to your child's doctor and medical team and that you find out exactly what you should be looking for. If you decide to cut nutrition delivered by tube and wean, what the parameters are. So sometimes we get parameters that are a little loose, like this X range of weight loss, X range of wet diapers or peas a day, um, decent mood. With a, You're going to want more specifics. You're going to say, how am I going to, like, what is that going to look like? How am I going to know? Because you're going to be less inclined to take your kid to the doctor. Your doctor's going to be less inclined to say, bring them on in. So you're going to want to just make sure that that conversation dives a little deeper. So you know at home, black and white, what you should be looking for, what's safe and what's not. And, you know, we do this all the time. This is what we do for a living. And we are um, pretty comfortable with a lot of um, anxiety in these situations because we have past experiences to pull back on 
And we still find that facts are crucial during this period. And so knowing that, um, knowing the importance of that, that's one of the other reasons why you need to get those specifics from your doctor, because then you always have something really concrete and specific to go back to when you're, um, when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling worried um, and just know yourself, you know, know yeah. your family and know all of the people in the house. It's, mm-hmm. it's also hard on little people that aren't weaning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're spending more time with one child, the other kids sort of amp up what they're doing and it's probably already difficult to yeah. balance that. So just remember to factor them in as well and yeah. their wellness in this and- time. And, and one, like just from two really practical tips, should you decide with your medical team that this is a good decision to go ahead and move forward with just a few practical tips to Heidi's point about groceries and supplies, you're going to want to go to the store and maybe stock up on a little bit more. Should you be in the financial position to be able to do so? Um, and then in addition to that, you're going to really want to make sure you have a variety of stuff because Usually in the early days of weaning, we don't know what kids are going to respond to. So what I encourage people to do is get a few things that are new and different that any other that other members of the family might like the tastes of so that you're not going to just get foods that are going to go right to waste. Um, yeah. So uh, so just think about what you eat and what your, the, their, your child with the feeding tube siblings may eat or uh, your spouse or, or partner and think about a version of those foods that may be a little outside of the box for what you normally buy, of course, considering consistency and age appropriateness. Um, that's one consideration just to make sure you have enough stuff on hand. So you're not trying to run out and then expose your family inadvertently or the community. Um, the other thing that we found that we would really encourage, um, people to really think about is just that this process is hard. And when it's hard, it's really hard to look away from. And sometimes even when it's not a global pandemic, we have to remind parents that it can't be about food all the time. So we have to resist the urge during your day to just keep getting the food out and to keep trying all day long and have it be kind of like this gigantic exposure. Well, we gave them less food, so I've got to offer five times as frequently during the day. That's not true. You do have to offer a little bit more frequently, but try to get it as close to kind of a normal schedule five times a day for toddlers and or six times a day maybe. And variables for, for age, of course, come into play with the frequency. And certainly if your kid is expressing hunger and interested in food more frequently, it's fine. But we do tend to see that when things are hard, and parents are worried that they tend to offer too frequently and then stay at it too long. And so Mm -hmm. just kind of keep that in mind without the structure of like work, school, community activities, that inclination might be a little bit more tricky to navigate. So just kind of check yourself and make sure that you're not overwhelming your child with opportunities to eat, that that resting between opportunities is just as important as the opportunities Mm -hmm. themselves. And yes. And we often during a wean will encourage families to go out and do things. And of course, there's fewer opportunities or no opportunities, depending on where you live and what your environment is like to go outside and take a break. So definitely make sure that you're working those into your day and sticking with it. You know, mm-hmm. not just planning in the morning all the things you're going to do. And then at the end of the day, realizing that all you've done is get out the Cheetos, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like every family's different. Some families do better with a fixed schedule. Some families do better with a looser schedule. Uh, that's okay. Both of those are okay. You guys know yourselves better. But what I would say is if you've just done an eating 
opportunity with your child, you've given him a chance to have a meal orally, then that might be a great time to insert (laughs) an activity or two that you kind of put on your list of go-to tricks for the day of things that you could do. Um, And, you know, changing scenery, if you know that they're going to be eating in the kitchen several more times a day than they normally are, you might not want to do your arts and crafts in the kitchen, just so that it's not too much the same all the time. Just give a little Mm -hmm. bit of thought to variety and cutting back on some of that pressure. I think those are, in terms of the practical, if you decide to move forward tips, those are the two biggest ones. Make sure you have stuff on hand. Make sure you have the support of your physician with really specific information about how to read the parameters. And then that the, the trick about just making sure it doesn't run on all day long. Right. And can I jump in with one more thought yes. for people who might have already started? Mm-hmm. You know, we all got hit with this stay-at-home mandate different at different times, depending on your community and where you are. So some people may have already started, and I think that's probably the time to, if it feels hard, take, it's okay to take a break. You know your family, mm-hmm. and if it feels like it's too much, it's okay to take a break. It's not, a, it's not wrong. No, it's there's no fail. race here. There's it's no finish line. And just like we say in all of our feeding work that we do, that the if a child is learning to eat under stressful circumstances, whether it be the stress of the therapy itself that they're engaging in or the strategy that you're using to feed them with, or just the stress of... If, if it's too much for the family, it's too much for the family. That's okay. That's actually really important to be tuned into. So I love that you brought that up. Good information It is. It's super important. And it plays a role on how <clears throat> well we eat and how we learn to trust the people that feed us and the way that we relate to food in a kind of loving and trusting way. And, and then our bodies as well. So I think that's it. Our our main advice is do what feels right to you. And if nothing feels right, just do the best you can every day to take care of yourself and your loved ones Mm -hmm. because it's hard and that's normal. And while we're not experts or epidemiologists, we do know that that's normal. Yes. And we do know that, um, that, yeah, as parents and caregivers, your job is to take care of everybody in lots of ways. Mm -hmm. And that's going to look different for every situation, but we are all in this together. You're not alone, even though you might have this extra layer of tube weaning, but, um, or tube feeding either of that, but, um, yeah, you'll make the right decision. Stop and think about your family and for sure. And regardless of what path you choose during this crazy time, we want you to know that we're wishing you well and we're rooting for you and your little one and, um, they'll get there when, when the time is right for you and your family. Well, stay well, Heidi. We'll look forward to talking to everybody next week. Thanks. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Tube to Table podcast. Every week, we're going to share our show notes at thrivewithspectrum.com. In the show notes, you can find a summary of what we discussed and links to all the resources that we mentioned. Also, you can visit us on social media and Instagram and Facebook. We can be found at Thrive with Spectrum and on Twitter. You can find us at Thrive with SP. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know if you have any input or any topics that you'd really like to see us address. We'll be back next week.